0: Hello, and welcome to First and Last Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Satara, your hosts for an exciting journey into the world of real estate rentals. Each episode, we dive into everything you need to know about renting, offering top tips for both renters and landlords. We also have amazing conversations with special guests from all aspects of the rental world, keeping you informed and entertained.
1: So join us for a practical and engaging journey into residential leasing gain valuable insights, expert advice, lots of laughs as we share our experiences and funny stories. Welcome to First and Last Podcast, where renting becomes a breeze. Let's
0: get started. Hey everyone,
1: I'm Michelle and I'm here with the wonderful Satara.
0: Hi, so for today's episode, we have a guest, Akashi Khan, who's actually my brother. Akashi has been in um has a business background and working in various large corporations. He's been investing in real estate and is currently a landlord. And we'll be asking him all about real estate investments.
2: Hi, everyone. Um, So my name is Akashi Khan, and I've been investing in real estate probably since 2012. Uh, Started with a uh, one-bedroom condo in Mississauga, Toronto area, GTA. And um, now I've pretty much expanded into other uh, sectors as well. But, uh, you know, I started with real estate.
1: Oh, awesome. So get ready, guys, for an exciting Q&A with Akashi. That's going to be a deep dive into the realities of, of investing in real estate.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's actually funny uh, we were talking about real estate investments. And I know, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I always hear this. And it says, invest. And everyone says, invest, invest in real estate, make your money, make money for you. And, you know, I can't help but think about there's one time had a friend who happened to still live at home, ended up uh, purchasing a property, was saving money. And then they decided, don't want to move out yet. Let me rent the place out. And it was apparently with a parent and they had a, a, I don't know, older daughter and the parents ended up leaving the country, left the daughter there. And then she just stopped paying rent. And in order for him to get her evicted, it took like six months and up. So by the end of the ordeal, they were like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with real estate and I don't want to be a landlord. And I I hear that often where people try it out and they're like, no, this is not for me. So I think it's like, when we're talking about this, it isn't for everyone. And it's like, you need to really know how to start.
1: Absolutely. Um, I agree, Sitara. I've, I've encountered a lot of first-time landlords who have P- PTSD after yeah. finally evicting the tenant or having them move out. So 100%, it may not be for everyone, but there may be useful tips that um, may be, you know, uh, that can be used by future landlords. And that's why we have Akashi here today. So my first question for you, Akashi, is very basic, why did you decide to get into real estate investments?
2: Yeah, well, I think it's pretty straightforward. So I remember, you know, when I was 18 years old and I was just starting university, um, I got into investing in stocks. And one of the things, you know, my idol um, that I've fallen, you know, living and breathing was Warren Buffett. And he always said that, you know, if you're trying to get out of the nine to five grind, you got to invest early times your, you know, your friend there. And I think, you know, at 18, you know, I was doing some stocks here and there. And then um, it kind of fell into real estate because um, I remember buying my first condo. And this is back when, you know, in the GTA, when prices were still super cheap um, compared to now. And I think it was just slightly under two hundred thousand dollars for the one wow. bedroom condo the one plus one that I've was bought. it a
1: resale or was it new construction? It was a,
2: it was a resale. Um right. back then you can get away with you know down payment those under five percent. You know, I think I only put something ridiculous, maybe like ten thousand dollars or something oh. less than that, into and <laughs>
3: then and unheard then, of now.
2: Know, yeah. And then um you know, it was it was either buy a car or buy a house or buy a condo. So I decided oh. with, to go with a condo. So that was the right choice. Good um, now guy. looking back. And then, and it was super easy to get mortgage too back then, because I obviously didn't have the income to support it. So back yeah. then you can just, and back then it was different because you can play games with the, even the big five, right? The big banks. So now obviously there's no games to play, but that's how I got <laughs> into it. I kind of fell into it. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Now when it comes to real estate investing, there's there's a couple of different options obviously for someone who wants to invest in real estate. They can purchase a property or they can invest in a REIT, real estate investment trust. What's the difference and what might be a better option for certain investors?
3: Um so you know there're definitely
2: the two main options, one buying, you know, your own property and managing it yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty daunting task when you first, you know, if you're a, you know, a beginner. Because now these days with the prices that you're looking at in the greater Toronto area, you gotta have, you know, huge, you know, starting capital, right? To be able to put um down payment. And then and then you look at there's another option which is the um real estate investment trust. So these, you know, short form. We just say REITs. Um, you know, they're required to pay ninety percent of their annual income to shareholders as dividends, right? And usually, if you're looking at them compared to other stocks in the stock market, their dividend yields are extremely high, right? Uh, and it really just comes down to what kind of investor you are, right? Are you, you know, more laid back and you just want to collect your monthly dividend? Then you invest in REITs but if you want to be more hands-on and you want to, you know, deal with the headaches and, you know, the good and the bads of, you know, real estate investment, then, you know, you mm-hmm. can be more hands-on, but, you know, it really depends on what type of investor you are. And, and there's, there's risk on both sides, right? Like a lot, I've, I realize a lot of people, they don't talk about the risks of oh. investing in real estate, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, with real estate investment, especially when you're buying physical properties, you got to deal with the risk of, you know, especially now we're seeing raising, um, the rising interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing REITs, you know, you don't really need to worry about it too much because somebody else is take, you know, managing the fund, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. trust and, you know, they basically take on the burden of, um, dealing with the higher interest rates. Um, but what I would do is, you know, the most important thing is researching, and looking into the the real estate investment trust and investing companies that are you know that have shown a long history of paying dividends
3: mm-hmm.
2: um that have a healthy balance sheet um just don't look at you know a lot of people all they look at is just the high dividend yields you can't do it that way because some of the companies that have the highest dividend yields they're the ones with the poor you know one of the poorest balance sheets so That's you know what my recommendation for people that are comparing the two.
1: Awesome! And for our viewers and listeners out there, in case they don't know what a REIT is, can you explain to them what exactly a REIT is?
2: So a REIT is basically like a real estate investment trust, and what they do is you know they hold um, many types of properties right so it could be commercial real estate which include office buildings apartment buildings warehouses hospitals shopping centers hotels uh mm-hmm. some of them are going to, be able to hold commercial forests you know and you know and then most of them are required to pay 90 percent of their annual income to shareholders and you know they're they're a great investment um if you look is this at, you what know, people want... would
1: call passive income? Like to yeah. invest in a REIT, yeah.
2: Exactly. Okay. It's 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 extremely passive. You know, you just buy and you just hold it, right? And then awesome. you get paid out. You know, your dividends. Some of them have monthly dividends. Some of them mm-hmm. get quarterly dividends, which you know are every three months, and you get it four times a year, right? Um, but the most important thing is you, you have to research because there are over two hundred of them, right? Wow. And they're wow. publicly traded in the United States. And, um, you know, a lot of them are very poor uh, when it comes to balance sheet because they have extremely high debts um, and you just have to be careful with it. So the big brand names, right. Um, There's Mm -hmm. quite a few that have, uh, you know, big names and guys like Warren Buffett, they talk about it all the time.
0: Yeah. Some great info about REITs and, you know, we talk about so usually me and Michelle, we're talking a lot of times when we have stories, we're talking about multi residential apartment buildings. I know a lot of my stories are, you know, we're talking about multifamily, huge apartment buildings. So, Kashi, have you heard of any horror stories when it comes to investing in real estate or maybe have you any? Have you encountered any difficult tenants since 2012?
2: I mean, the, there's horror stories all the time. You know, I feel like now when you're we love when horror you're stories, yeah, yeah <laughs> we love
1: a good love horror, horror story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where's
3: the
1: marshmallow?
2: It's 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 so scary because all you hear now these days are like horror stories, and you know, yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed the quality of the tenants have gone down. Um, mm-hmm. I would say extreme. It's been pretty extreme the last two, three years. Um, You know, just, you know, there's tons of scammers, lots yeah. of them out there with fake employment letters, fake, you know, pay stubs, uh, yeah. fake references, you know, totally. fake credit reports, like you name it. They're, you know, they're all fake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I mean, you know, my personal story, I remember selling a property, which I had a tenant in there and, you know, it was more of like me trying to sell the property and, you know, trying to get the tenant out of there. And they know that, you know, a certain closing date's coming Mm. and they're making it extremely hard. They're like, I'm not moving out.
3: Mm.
2: You know, it was more of like blackmail. They're like, no, you got to pay me 15 grand so I can get out.
3: Uh, cash for keys
2: yeah so i ended up paying the guy like fifteen thousand dollars to get my house. yeah um but you know there's you name it i you know i have one of my clients i've known that uh, you know he rented his condo out to three students in waterloo and um you know one of them refuses to pay the two pays and then the two is deciding well that, that guy's not paying, so why should I pay? So they all stop paying,
3: right? Oh, gosh. oh and, and, no. Yeah, it's,
2: so it's it's you know, then it became like me going with my client trying to get these kids to play yeah. and to pay and yeah. yeah, it was it was yeah, it was a it was a, <laughs> and then when you go in there and then you see like holy crap how these students are living
3: oh, my totally
2: trash, garbage everywhere, holes in walls and Yeah. Wow. Lots of scary You know, these horror stories don't end. I got more (laughs) more horror stories than good stories. That's for sure.
1: Uh, (laughs) I have a good story to add because I actually manage a a student housing property with seven students living in the home and they are all wonderful. But to your point, if you give a break on rent or you give some kind of concession to one and you say you don't don't mention this to anyone else, of course, they're going to mention it. They all start coming. Can I get that rent discount? Uh, She didn't get the rent increase that I got can I get that yeah. disc? And then it's like, no. And you have to explain it. So it's like, you really have to be fair to all the tenants too. And yeah. Yeah. It could be a horror story for sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And, um, gosh, I think you actually brought it up. I think you were trying to sell. So you are also a real estate agent and mm-hmm. what, what made you decide to get into that on top of being a landlord?
2: Well, Um, you know, for me coming out of business school, you know, I always look at the cost benefit ratio, right? So the first thing I thought about was, well, I'm doing all these transactions. Why do I have to pay somebody else to do it? You know, I'm smart enough to do it myself. So, you know, obviously the first reason is cost saving, right? That's number one reason. And it's more, I I like it. I think it's fun. I think, you know, especially when I get to work with my friends and my family, you know i worked with sahara before um it's easier it's a it's fun to try to help your family and friends and you know direct where they you know the direction you're going um you know give them advice wherever the, you know they need it um but i just enjoy working with my family and friends i think that's one of the reasons why you know another reason why i got into it and um And overall, just having more control over what I can do, Um, I feel like no one's ever going to be a better advocate for you than you, right? Right. So I've always been a strong believer of people taking, you know, investments or making decisions, you know, putting that decision making um, in their own hands. That's the number one thing a lot of people they defer their decision making to everyone else and you know that's not the way to go you got to be in control of your money
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely and definitely emulate or copy someone who's actually done it right don't listen to the person that you know talks a big game but they have no results at the end of the day because if they did then you know they could be educating you right um so my question for you kashi you, you've been a landlord so why i've worked with tons of landlords it's not all glamorous as we know um has there ever been a point where you're like screw it i'm out i don't want to be a landlord anymore you know sell everything sell all the properties let's just invest my money yeah yeah
2: that
1: I ever mean, crossed your mind
2: it's funny you bring it up because i'm actually at that point right now i think really i um, oh. yeah I've, I've pretty much you know, I still have like one investment left, but I pretty much sold off all my properties um, other than my primary residence that I live in still, um, which I won't be selling anytime soon. But I've redirected, you know, my investments to other um, sectors and it's just, it was more of like an exposure, right? You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. Um, I was extremely lucky to sell, you know, one of my properties during the height of the uh the craze which was, you know, twenty twenty two February. Um yeah. and when, just right before the rate hikes, right? So I was really lucky. Um and then, you know, I was able to get out of um you know, a property in Niagara pretty well. So I've I've I think I've done really well, um in for like when it comes to real estate. So now I think I'm gone to a point where I have to start doing different investments, and mm-hmm. I needed the capital to do it. So that's also another reason why. And I just don't—I really just don't have the time to deal with crazy tenants anymore. I just—we <laughs> know all about you know, that.
3: It's crazy yeah, reality it's, times.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you're doing it as a full-time job, it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. great. You manage your own re- real estate. It's awesome, but now I think the hardest thing for, especially young people, is the startup cost. You know, yeah, other, you people are struggling to buy their primary residence. So how are they going to go and buy like, you know, resins two, three, four, five, or whatever
3: it is, right? So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, kind of going off of when you purchased your. Investment property now, like there's a lot of times I hear stories where people are like, "Oh, I'm I buying this house because it's so cheap, it's so great," and then they don't actually think of the long term. Okay, is this a good area to actually purchase in? Will I be able to rent it out, or is it going to serve the purpose I initially wanted to? Maybe they wanted to rent out the basement, but then there's no demographic that's willing to rent a basement in that area. How did you choose your investment properties? Are they based off of where you? personally would want to live or did you have some type of criteria that you like for your choices
3: Yeah I mean um
2: the first thing I mean my first purchase you know the first condo really I didn't have a choice because I was going for whatever was cheap right so I knew just what get I was in the game get,
1: get your foot inside. in the door yeah yeah
2: so I got into like a condo and then um but I think you know a lot of people fall into that trap they, you know, now I know, you know, people are buying out in um, Calgary, mm-hmm. they're buying it, you know, in Waterloo, like during the craze, a lot of people are just going all around trying to buy their properties. And, you know, especially, especially out of the GTA area, because the prices was, you know, there was a big difference. Mm-hmm. But now you look at it, you know, for example, people that were investing in Hamilton, right? And then, you know, I know, someone that bought a condo last year for 750 grand. And then now that's wow. probably at, you know, around 600 is around $600,000. It's dropped quite a bit.
3: Wow. Um,
2: you know, in that building, there's like 20 listings. So the price probably going to drop even further. And, you know, people don't look at the fact that, you know, when you're buying a property that's middle of nowhere, there aren't that many jobs, you know, the quality of the renters also kind of reflects the area too right Mm -hmm. so then you're stuck with these renters that are coming in for six months and then getting out of there Mm -hmm. and yeah and then the the more renters you got the turnover that's higher the higher the turnover the more wear and tear you're doing onto your property too right so now a brand new unit looks like a you know 30 year old unit Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i have a question actually going along those lines you said it's high turnover In those types of neighborhoods or cities where, yeah, maybe it's not the best demographic for a long-term tenant, maybe, maybe not, or maybe you're waiting a long time to find that right tenant, would you recommend Airbnb instead and have someone manage it or what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think Airbnb is great, you know, uh, um, that's an option that I actually thought about for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a great especially if you hire a management company they can manage it for you um there are certain pro- type of property managements that do it you know i know that they collect between you know probably now closer to 15% right mm-hmm. and you know they take care of it for you um the only issue i have is you know i i think like the airbnb the short term rental market's extremely saturated now yeah everyone was jumping into it you know, there's so many properties that you look at that have been out on, you know, that have been listed on Airbnb. So people have tons of auctions. So now, like, your prices, are really rare. And I still feel like people are still jumping into it. So I think it's going to get more and more saturated over time. And, um, you know, it's one of those things you got to think about. You know, sometimes if you're jumping in last... Or you know near the end, yeah, no. um, I always mm-hmm. think when you're investing, like fear of missing out, like FOMO, FOMO is like the scariest yeah. way, scariest way to invest. Never invest yeah. that way,
1: for sure. Yeah, when you feel the FOMO, just stop, do nothing. <laughs> that's what I do because it's it. usually a red flag. <laughs> Don't invest. <laughs> um yeah. That going along that Akashi, what would you what would you say are your top three tips? I guess uh, for those that are. Thinking about investing in real estate. What are some of the um, things you should be aware of? Top, your, your top three tips.
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, just from experience, from what I'm seeing right now it's with high interest rate and what people are struggling with. I think the number one thing is um, having a working capital, right? Having a decent amount of money if you're going to start this thing, because, you know, things can happen you're carrying, you know, I see people now with their carrying costs of double, right? So what was covering your mortgage now is not covering it. So you you got to be, you know, I, I know people who are losing $2,500 a month on their rental property. So you got to be able to, you know, go through the tough times because th- there's always going to be good times, but you know that with the good times, there's going to be bad times, right? So that's one thing that people aren't prepared for. And yeah. then I think, um, you know, the number, the second thing is just knowing, you know, not every renter is going to be amazing, right? I've had amazing renters. But mm-hmm. you know, when you do have the bad one, it can hit you hard. You know, I know someone who, you know, they couldn't even collect rent for a year and a half, and the person would ended up just squatting their place. So that's something that you got to be prepared for.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, um, you know, the third thing is just knowing that, you know, there's costs to your property right so you know when you're buying a house or you know a townhouse you know things go right air conditioning you know if you have a broken air condition you got to replace the whole unit six thousand dollars right so just just little things like that can all add up and um you know a lot of people especially what i've noticed now if you see on instagram and youtube and tiktok You know these investment gurus or you know they only talk about the good you know they talk about oh this is you know i got a hundred units under my you know that's (laughs) generating a million dollars of cash Mm -hmm. flow and you know i'm just rolling in dough right and you can do it too but (laughs) not everyone's going to get rich off real estate that's just a fact some people Mm -hmm. are lucky enough
1: some are not right right yeah it is a bit of luck it's a bit of timing even though you can't time the market Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money
3: Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah.
1: Very expensive. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think talking about how to get into it, let's say you have your first rental property. Now, how hard is it to then leverage your first rental property into the second one?
2: It used to be easier. And I think over time, it's getting harder and harder. Right. And it's pushing people. You know, before, for example, you know, what you end up doing is you rent out your, let's say you buy one property, you rent it out, the cash flow covers pretty much the mortgage, the bank does its calculation, and then you try to take out, you know, equity from that home into your second one as a down payment and do the same thing. But now, you know, with higher interest rates, you know, you're not generating as much cash flow. So a lot of times, you know, you're lucky to be net positive right? Mm-hmm. To make, you know, basically make money at all. A lot of people are actually losing money, especially people, you know, that were on variable rates, right? Most of them are now, you know, not able to cover their mortgage, right? With the rent. Um, and then what that ends up doing is, especially with the, you know, the policy changes with the big banks, um, is push people into private lending. And yes. private lending pretty much is, you know, you can get money if you have enough, you know, for example, you know, most of the private lenders, I know if you can put 20% down, um, you have a property that they think it's of some value, you know, mm-hmm. they will lend you money, you know, right. most, re- actually, I had a client yesterday deal with his, you know, private lender, they offered him, I think, 9% interest, and then $31,000 in fees every year. Um wow. And it's it's getting insane with the private lending part, and it's unregulated. they do whatever they want it's um, true. but people are desperate they wanna get in,
3: and mm-hmm. yeah. you know
2: if they need a house, they're just gonna do it. They're gonna pay thirty one thousand dollars in the eight or nine percent of interest, right
1: Mhm, absolutely. So in general, have you found that your overall experience over you know the course of this many years has it been a positive experience for you as an investor?
2: yeah I mean you know I don't i you know for me I think like if I had to work nine to five and save up the money that I've made in real estate's never gonna happen right because you know your nine to five job pretty much you're lucky to save any money at all right mm-hmm. um I think for me overall it's been extremely positive mm-hmm. um I've done really well with real estate i'm happy that i got into it that early at 22 years old and um you know without the money i've made in real estate i wouldn't be where i am today that's for sure
1: absolutely similar to you akashi i my first condo was pre-construction i was 21 years old 200 grand, 215, one plus 10, 650 square feet. That's That's a steal, right? In downtown (laughs) Toronto, next to the CN Tower, right? Beautiful condo, maintenance fees included, gas stove, you name it. And you're right, like when you're young and you can get into it. Now, of course, it's difficult now for for younger people to get into real estate. But like me and you, if I didn't have that first condo, I wouldn't be able to sell and buy and and level up every time. Right. And that's what real estate has done for me as well. And similar Mm -hmm. to you, I got my license at 25. I was the youngest person in my brokerage, you know what I mean? Like completely green. And, um, but yeah, no, for me too, it's been a, it's been a great experience. It hasn't been perfect, but you know, what Mm is (laughs) you're going to deal with some crazy situations, but overall, yeah, it's, it's a positive experience. It's different. It's not for everyone, but Mm -hmm. if you're into Mm -hmm.
0: it, I highly recommend it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is It
0: is a lot of work. And I think that's one thing that people assume kind of sometimes when they first get into it, some get mm-hmm. lucky. Maybe that first tenant is good, but then some encounter probably one of the worst tenants that they can get. And then they're immediately, like you said, Michelle, PTSD from it and they'll never do yeah. it again. And I and I know quite a few people who've gone to, that's how they started. And now they're just like, nope, I refuse. I will never. And they will never get into real estate investment. And that's pretty much it. That's how they've left it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, guys. So just to recap, uh, the top three tips for real estate investors is one, capital, make sure you have that money, right? Um, it, it is a lot right now to invest in property. So really important that you have that that capital coming in uh upkeep costs, maintenance you're always going to run into problems your furnace may break down you may have a leak in the roof these are big ticket items um that you know yes you may have a home inspection and know about these in advance or you may not right Mm. so be prepared for some large ticket items um and then of course there's always good and there's always bad in real estate so just be um conscious of that that you know it's never going to be perfect and you're going to go through some troubling times but if you can do your research and educate yourself as much as possible. It will help mitigate some of these problems in the future if you decide to get into real estate. Um, But I just wanted to recap that for everyone. And I want to thank Akashi. Thanks for tuning in. We were so thrilled to have you here today, shedding light on real estate investing. uh, And we hope that we hope that everyone gains some valuable insights uh, for your future real estate uh, deals.
0: Yeah. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. As always, if you have questions or need advice with renting your property or finding a place, you know you can reach out to Michelle and she can recommend a leasing specialist in your area. And for any marketing and social media, home staging, you know, you can contact me. And again, huge thank you, Akashi. Thank you for coming on today, answering all of our questions.
2: Yeah, no problem. I had a lot of fun and, you know, I hope that uh, we get given some good information for people and they want to hop in or they're doing it already.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And um, as always, we have our resources guys uh, linked down below and, you know, Kashi's contact will also be there if you have want to shoot him an email regarding any questions that you had about this, uh, today's episode and um, join us on our next episode, where we'll share valuable tips and practices to improve your experience as a landlord or renter. So stay tuned thanks
3: guys thanks see you thank you
0: bye this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace professional legal advice we are not responsible for any losses damages or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast the views expressed in this podcast may not be those of the host or the management This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes. Please consult a licensed professional.